What's up, everybody? You're listening to Salah's Corner with the one and only Salah Muhammad. So I've I've gone through this uh, this these different periods of like trying to find new businesses to work with. Depending on the circumstances, I want to go to a business that understands my needs a little bit. And obviously, as a black man, a lot of times that means I'm looking for black business owners or at least black people who've experienced some of the things that I've gone through. And that is very hard to find, um, not just in Philly, but it kind of in the country a little bit as well. We we uh, there isn't really a connectivity of, of black people when it comes to doing different things like this. So I came across black owned Philly, black O Philly on Instagram, and they are highlighting a lot of uh, local businesses in the city, uh, not just to you know, hope that they are successful, but also to under impress and understand the importance of community, um, the interconnectivity that we need to thrive to support each other and what that means as we navigate not only our spaces, but the expectation that we carry into other spaces and as we go forward. And, and you'll see throughout this discussion, we talk on a lot of different things, the stereotypes that we hold on black business owners and how we treat them versus how we navigate some of these white circles. And they provide me a little bit of therapy as I, I figure some of this stuff out. So I've had a lot of people coming to me asking me where I find the time and the space to make all of these podcasts happen. Well, I have to thank the folks at Rec Philly. They provide me the space, the equipment, and the networking capacity to make this take off. And it's not just for other podcasts. Other creative individuals use this space as well. We're talking musicians, photographers, anyone that considers themselves a creative individual. So if that's you, head over to Rec Philly. Visit them on Instagram. And if you find yourself wanting a membership, tell them Salah sent you. Do you guys go by um, Black O Philly? Or do you like to make sure it's the Black owned Philly? So we go by Black Owned Philly, mm-hmm. but um, for short, we say BOP. BOP. Yep. I like BOP. Mm-hmm. That's a good abbreviation. Like so, OPP. Like <laughs> OPP. Um, tell us how you guys got started. Well. Introduce yourself. Okay, as well. yes. Uh-huh. I'm Juliet Ingram. I'm Alex's mom. And the way that we got started was kind of was accidental, not intentional. When, while President Obama was in office for his two terms, and, and, and I just um, felt a, a conviction of doing something for the African-American people, my, my community. While he was in office, we all saw what, what was in the hearts of people and how they were coming to the forefront. And it was kind of a mindset of, you know, we have to take care of ourselves. And so I was kind of like, what can I do um, listening to Al Sharpton on uh, Sunday mornings, he was encouraging people to get out in the community and, and be of service, do something for your community, informing, educating. And so uh, the thought had occurred to me, uh, it would be so nice to have um, a directory where we could support black businesses, find out where they are, and, and intentionally go and support them. I had thought about it, but didn't take it any further. You're, you're busy with life, right, right. doing things that you have to 
get done. To I've had a lot business. of ideas that just life right. takes advantage of you and you got to kind of let them go a little bit. So, yeah. You, you don't even have time to even think about <laughs> right, it. It right. just kind of, it would keep popping up. And so, but I didn't do anything with it. So, um, my, I was talking to my daughter and I don't know how we got into the conversation, but then I shared my idea with her and she was like, mom, that's a great idea. Yeah. And I was like, well, hmm, you know, where am I going to find the time to do that? And so I left it alone. And then, I don't know, months mm-hmm. later, she was doing something with it with uh, Boston. And and then they're moving with it and getting into the social media aspect of it. Mm. And so, and then she asked me, you know, I want you to be involved because it was your idea. So that's how it I, I know personally a lot of black people, at least in my circle of uh, friends and my networking community, you know, that's a constant thing in their mind. It's like, how can I, um, or not even just how can I, like, I got to find a black business to go to because, you know, we were talking earlier about like hair care. It's like not everybody understands the texture and, and um, the necessity of taking care of black mm-hmm. hair things that we need and how it's so drastically different from everybody else or just the you know black barbershops example Mm -hmm. Um, for example you know black doctors you know i know personally when you know if you're trying to find a black therapist to go to it's like you know black people really want that Mm -hmm. because it's like i don't feel comfortable sharing some 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 inner demons with Mm -hmm. me that a person you know white nothing against them just hasn't experienced not necessarily saying that everybody is that way but you know i know a lot of black people feel that way mm-hmm. you know so some of the stuff that you guys are doing is speaking truth to a lot of that are do you have some of those conversations as you start to you know build this in a sense directory of different black businesses of like most like that? most definitely um just even with my peer group yeah. friends um and i'm starting my own nonprofit for girls so it's a constant conversation of, hey, can you refer me to, even if it's like a balloon artist, you know, something mm-hmm. so small that, you know, we know of the barbershops, we know of the hair salons and restaurants, you know, we think of country cooking or, yeah. you know, rose petals, warm daddies, relish, things like that. But there's so many other businesses out there that are not on the, the large scale mm-hmm. and may not have that marketing platform to get out there. Um, so that's kind of been our, our goal and our passion to to say, hey, you're interested. All right. How can we meet the interest and the need? And to also piggyback off what she just said, it's also about us as the people. Uh, we tend to say when we're supporting a black business, oh, they're kind of expensive. Let's say we're looking for a black therapist. Or should I say um, chiropractor? There we go. Yeah. A black chiropractor. I need one. Exactly. Real bad, <laughs> so if we're looking for a, a person who is of our own color and ethnicity to provide that service for us, we don't know. Right. But we're so quick to run to the Caucasian or should I say the white group and no offense to them and support them. And the price doesn't matter, should I say. Right. But if a, if a minority chiropractor has their own practice, we're like, oh, you're you're expensive. We're like, well, I'm only about ten twenty dollars more than the white guy. Right, right. So what's the difference of you supporting me and you supporting them? And to piggyback on what she says, just 
trying to bring the scale of from all types of businesses into light and you know showing people hey don't be afraid to support your own people we're so quick to put money into michael kors um burberry but what about our brands if we don't uplift our brands we won't get anywhere um I, i i feel you and i'd like to really dive into that thought process of the importance that we as a community put on some of those those brands but first i want to address something you just said and that's the haggling the black businesses what what can can anybody explain that like to me like i personally don't understand why you go into only like black people will only go into other black businesses and will haggle them in price but we'll never do that at some of these other shops and some of these big name like retailers or uh, clothing lines or colognes or or any type of product that you know they're shopping for what can can you have an explanation it's respect um we were looking at i was just looking at a program on pbs about the it's it's called boss Mm -hmm. the black um business experience i think and it was talking about it was a two-hour program talking about the black businesses starting um, after slavery. Mm. And we don't respect ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have uh, the, the mentality that has been taught to us because that is inherent in this country from day one, that we are less than mm. and we are under and we don't know what we're talking about and we can't meet the standards of the, the Caucasian or the, the, the white community. And so we are constantly, and we believed it. Yeah. We believed yeah. the lie. And so we don't respect ourselves. And, um, and that's where that comes from because um, um, my husband, we own a, um, uh, Ingram's Plumbing, a black business, and he has shied away from publicizing that because he will not get the support. He would not get the support of other black people because they don't think that (laughs) black people can do just as quality and work as the the white man they don't have anything more over us they make the same mistakes we made and so that's something that's been put in our heads and bop can be an avenue of promotion and you know the the important thing is supporting your own because nobody else will do it. If right. you don't do it, who's going to support us? Right. And it's to say, um, I had a conversation with one of my cousins um, as to why is it more fluent that you guys go ahead and support the white business and haggle the black business. One thing she said was, well, sometimes I may not like the quality or the product that the black business may have. Mm. But I'm like, well, have you ever had a time where you didn't like the quality or product that the white business had? She's like, yeah. But I was like, did you purchase it? She's like, yeah. I was like, why? I was like, you just paid for the brand just because it said or Versace or Gucci. You paid for it. But you come to our store and say, well, you guys are too much. My $25 is too much compared to that $25 shirt. What's the difference? It's the same line, same product, right. same country it came from. Right. And I just asked, I'm like, why do you guys do that? Or why do we do that? And she was like, I don't know. She's like, it just comes second nature. We always think that our own people is trying to hustle us or trying to get over on us. Mm-hmm. And I hear the term hustle a lot. It's like, we're not here to hustle you. We're here to actually 
provide for our community and provide for the culture because we know more about the culture. You're one of us. Right. Um, and she admitted that she has haggled a few times due to the fact that she thought, hey, you're my own people. You should give me a deal or a discount. But I don't think that's kind of fair because we don't go into the white store, the white man store, and be like, hey, uh, can I get a discount on this uh, for any reason? They're going to look at you. Um, I'm a place of business. Yeah. A lot of it is the experience or the past prior experience we have with businesses. Um, and I do think a lot of uh, us in a black community can agree. Like, we go into a black business and it's like they're late. They're moving slow with an attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm professional. And I've seen that. Now, I'm not going to put all black businesses in that category. Right. But I think because we see that once or twice, then we're quick to assume, like, well, I tried. I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. But you'll go to the a white restaurant and talk to the manager three times, and you will still go back to that restaurant. Yeah. So that's where the boundary line of any place you go to, there's going to be unprofessionalism. There's going to be someone moving slow. Someone's going to have an attitude no matter what they look like. But we hold, we have a higher expectation for our own people. Mm-hmm. So we think like, oh, I'm here. I'm trying to support you. So you should have a better attitude. No, if you're going to go support, support. Don't right. go in there with the expectation of I'm here. Like you need me kind of right. thing. Right. So um, the whole notion of just the prior leaving the past in the past. And if you're going into a new place of business, Allow them that opportunity to provide you good customer service. I, I feel you there, and let's 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 go back to that. You know the point you made, Boston, about um, the attachment to the brands and to the name, and, and that's that's something that it makes me think back to um, one of my favorite movies, for better or worse, is Godfather, and there's a scene in the movie. I, th- I can't remember if it's one or two. They were talking about how they were using black drug dealers um, because all they care about is driving Cadillac cars, fancy cars. And it's just like, man, like even back then in the 70s when Godfather was coming up, there is this idea that black people truly only care about the brand, the name brand of something. I got the Cadillac of this or I got the Versace and the and the Ballberry can't even say the name correctly and we, <laughs> we're sporting it like it's crazy what what I'm, I'm I guess I feel like I'm, I'm asking you guys these questions like you're my therapist what is that like I don't I don't I don't get it I work in you know I'm a manager in retail um and I, I see the people come in and they're shopping those designer brands and I know that those designer brands do not have our interests you know we've seen the, the Gucci was it the Gucci monkey bag that came out and and the H&M with the monkey shirt you know and yet we still in there giving them our business and not thinking twice about like they're just using the dollar to perpetuate a stereotype about you and we're we're buying into it um what what is your experience when it comes to 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 that idea I look at athletes um, you let's just look at the NBA, yeah. and you get a 19, 20, 21 year old coming to the NBA. They get that nice check, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then what do most do with it? They go out, they buy their mama house, get a car, they go to the club and just spend it, spend it all out. And they, if they have their homies with them, they all get in and they're they're paying stuff for them. Yeah. So it's the mentality I think a lot of us in the black community is like, well, I didn't have that growing up. So now that I now that I have it, whether they have it, have it or have it, have it, right? 
I'm going to go out and get what I want. And then it, I think with the black community, it's like, well, if you see me stunting, then you, you, you think I, you think I have it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have to portray that every time I go out. Like if you look at black people, we all we'll go anywhere. We gotta throw the sneaks on and have this on, and it's mm -hmm. like you go to HBCU, they're all dressed to the T. Yeah. You go to a, a PWI, <laughs> and they're in pajamas and yeah. hoodies, no yeah. mm -hmm. and you don't know how much that money. You know, Bill Gates. Right. He sure. wears a regular suit, and he's making more than a lot of people. Right. But the black person has to have on the big chains and stuff like that. Um, so I think it has a place of like not having it initially, and now I have it. Now, no one can tell me anything how I want to, you know, handle my money. But I also think it's what the black entertainment industry is also putting forth mm -hmm. as far as the rappers, the celebrities. Mm -hmm. And being as though we do have the African-American community, African-American comedian celebrities who don't portray that. But let's say you got two chains, 50 Cent, all of them. They walk into clubs or even outside. What are you doing with a chain this big or, you know. You're okay, being as though let's say Michael Kors or whoever is paying you to wear their belongings, but you're advertising and flaunting a little that. more, yeah, a little no. more exactly, <laughs> Good one. Uh, yeah. a little more heavily than we should. How about sporting, um, you know, a black owned business who sell watches and whatnot? Um, so you know, the younger kids coming up, or even I guess people my age, um, their age as well. We think, oh my gosh, they got it. Let's wear it as well. So I would say, what the entertainment is also putting forth. And and to, to clarify, like you guys aren't just talking about, and like I, I never even thought about it in that, in that perspective. You guys aren't just talking about like don't go out there wearing a gold chain. Like wear one that's for like that's that's out there, if not black owned, supporting black people. That's yes. willing to support black people. You know, so you can be as flashy and flaunty as you want to be, but do it in the in the. You know, since you do represent whether you want to or not, since you do hold some type of status in our community, do it in a way that represents us and represents the community you come from and the people you represent. Um, so Chrisette Michelle, she sang at the inauguration yeah, for Trump. Yeah, yeah, she took heat. And <laughs> I look at it from two perspectives. Mm -hmm. You know, people look at it, well, you're singing for Trump and you're, you know, you're not invited to the cookout right. kind of thing. Right. And then you have the person, she, I heard her reasoning and she was like, you didn't even realize the skirt that I wore. And it was from a black owned artist and the design was like black power. Yeah. But no one saw that. So just you sharing that example of like rocking a black owned brand. Yes. Are we a little iffy about her singing at Trump's inauguration? She had, she you know, got a seat at the table at, at on some level and she used it to her advantage. But no one, I don't think many people looked at it that way. Not mm -hmm. saying I agree to her singing, but I think she got, she really got a bad rep, but she was looking at it from a whole nother perspective where the average person is just like, nope, you're singing for Trump. We're crossing you off. Okay. I have a question. And I don't <laughs> usually, this isn't a, a, a typical area that I dive into, but I feel as though you three are, um, are good to have this conversation and you know when we talk about business and you talk about having a seat at the table i immediately think of the jay-z nfl deal and how can i i'm gonna do this in, in a way where i don't dissect this whole thing because it, it I, I think it's very convoluted um you know so essentially jay-z got a deal if for people who don't know jay-z got a deal with the nfl to um you know partner 
uh, um, Rock Nation to basically do halftime shows and exclusive events, and they have to go through Rock Nation for that. That's fantastic. It's great. Um, at the same time, you know, I know there was some talk about um, some type of programs where, um, you know, they, they address, you know, uh, black issues in the community and stuff like that. Great. I think it's a I think that's that was a, a, a power move by Jay-Z. He's a black business owner and, you know, he does speak to black issues and things like that. But I think what makes it a little convoluted and I think it's very similar with the Chris at Michelle thing is it kind of morphed the the whole Colin, Colin Kaepernick situation kind of morphed because it didn't just it wasn't just about him kneeling because of black lives anymore it was about him also being blackballed at the same time you know from from a job you know so from a from a business perspective yes we have a seat at the table um you know, in the future, but in the current, it's still a penalty to this individual who still to this day can't play in the NFL. Like, as as those who are navigating this space of promoting back black businesses, you know, I guess I'm, I, I'm the question really is is how do we reconcile as a community, how do we reconcile those conflicts when we, yes, we do want to see the table because the majority of, of professional athletes are black, especially in the NFL. But at the same time, we also want to hold you accountable for like blackballing, you know, when we speak to our issues at the same time, how do we, what do you guys think of of that? It's tough because like I was born in 1960 Mm -hmm. And so everything was black and white. And yes. everything was clear cut, what was right, what was wrong. Um, in, and I'm kind of old school. And now with the, you know, my daughter's Boston generation coming up and then their kids, there's, everybody's looking at everything completely different. Mm. And so it's hard to just, be black and white and stick with one thing and then anything else that doesn't agree with it you exit out right because you can see the points on both sides yeah i can see jay-z saying well i'm getting i'm getting my name my brand and i'm i'm putting black people in i'm getting them work putting money in their pocket and you know the groups that he's is supporting by doing what he's doing. So this is good for black business and, and, and our black community. But then someone else looks at it at the expense of Kaepernick and and what he was standing for. Right. So I think to to try to make it black and white and, and have it, 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 it's not going to work. You have to respect. You respect what Kaepernick is doing, and you respect what Jay Z is doing. Mm. And those that want to support Kaepernick, go all out, and and not make it a battle. Because a lot of times, when when we do things, we end up battling mm. each other yeah. because yeah. two people are doing things different. And what comes to my mind is Spike Lee and 
Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. And Spike Lee, <laughs> he had a way of doing things. Yes. And Tyler Perry had a, di- a completely different way. And I can respect both ways, but that that's the beauty of our our mm-hmm. our community because we come at it from we're we are creative and we come at it from different places and both both of them have done great things for us let's not look at it as a negative let's yeah. let's look at it as a positive and we should not be you know that's what you know the white man has done in the past done things to put us against each other and we're tearing each other down they are very successful at that yes, very successful. yes. and so why feed into that yeah you know everyone has a right for, to their opinion even though we may not agree with it and how can we work together agree to disagree and and you do your thing tyler perry does his thing and spike lee does his thing and and not try to make it a standard and get mad at people when they don't fall, fall in under what you think is the only right way. I um I thought of a I just thought of an amazing way Jay Z could rectify the situation on the off chance he's listening. <laughs> highly off chance that he's listening. We'll take him. Never know. Beat. He never. You never know. <laughs> Hire Colin Kaepernick. As the ambassador for Rock Nation, oh, wow. and make the NFL work out the deals. With oh, that would be something. Right? That would be, be perfect. Oh, that'd be a, that'd but be a serious. Here's power the move. thing, too. Here's the thing as well. Like Jay Z is very strategic, yes. so we don't even know what he has next. Right. So, right. you know, our generation, our society right now, you know, everything's on social media. So as soon yeah. as that interview is released, then there's thousands of comments. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone's talking about them or agreeing with them. And it's like, you guys don't have a clue of what's being talked about behind camera. Mm-hmm. You don't know what him and Beyonce have going on. Yeah. And you don't know how he might incorporate Kaepernick in the long, like he can't do it now, but he might do it like mm-hmm. next year. Right. Right. So it's almost like, give him a chance. I, yeah. I think he's there. Y'all who else is doing something? Right. Cause everyone has an opinion, but what are you doing about it? He's actually like moving his feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's that that's a that's a very fair point. And, you know, I, I think because it is, you know, tensions have been high on this on this topic for a while. You know, a lot of people are emotionally invested into um, not just the, the, the those who, who are passionate about it, not just um, Colin Kaepernick, but also like making sure that we as a community come out in a positive in this situation. So I think more than anything, um, that is uh, something that we as a community should coalesce around is like, okay, how do we continue to move the ball and come out positive in this situation? Kaepernick, there had to be a sacrificial lamb. Yeah, in order, there always is. Because what he did, it, it took courage and look what it stirred up. Yeah. Look, the discussions that are, that are being held it's causing people to think. Their attention. And so, and that's what in our community we need because we're so used to just reacting and doing what is told, what has been told to us to do. And so, you know, I look at it in the positive, like it's, 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 people are talking, we're, and then we are, then it's unveiling the true feelings of 
everybody. Yeah. It's exposing. And he and someone had to do it, and he was going to take the hit. Somebody was going to take the hit, but I think it was worth it. And 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 he knew what he was doing when he decided to do that. Absolutely. And he and then you know in the um was it I know it was the Pan American Games. I can't I I don't know if it was a boxer or there were a couple uh, young people. Um, Standing up and kneeling and doing the same thing yeah. for the, for um, what they believe in, so it's it's good all the way around. It is, it is, and you know, and I and I I truly believe in the long run, um, regardless if if uh, Kaepernick can play in the NFL again, it'll be it's it's he's moving in a direction that he will he he truly will be successful and continue to be, especially with his deal with Nike and everything. Um, so let's let's flip back to uh, BOP, and um, let's 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 talk about um, essentially the directory that you guys are creating. How can I, as a very 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 young black man, despite what anyone says, um, <laughs> can find some of the businesses that you guys are highlighting? So um, well, first let's talk about our mission. Yes. So our mission is to educate consumers. And build connections with black-owned businesses in Philadelphia, yeah. uh, thereby strengthening economic development in the city. So that's our—that's like who we are and our purpose. Um, in doing that, um, we want to be Philly's leading marketing platform for black-owned businesses. So um, we're working. You know, things are still under construction, uh, but right now we're working on a platform and building our website uh, where people can search by zip code. Um, or category of business. So if you're looking for a chiropractor, restaurant, uh, balloon artist, event space, um, they can look at the category and especially by zip code because we have to think practical. If yeah. I'm in Mount Airy, Germantown area, I'm probably not going to spend my money in South Philly right? Um, and vice versa. So we want to make sure it's simple and user friendly. Um, we, we're in a lazy generation, so people don't want to do too much clicking and people will ask a question and just didn't read. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you understand where I'm coming yeah, from. Absolutely. So just having a user friendly platform and they can just pull like one, nine, one, two, Oh, look it up. Okay. I'm looking for this place and boom. Um, so it's for locals, but also for tourists too. So mm. if someone's visiting Philly. They want to continue to support black owned. They don't have an excuse not to. Yeah. So they can use a platform as well. And then obviously marketing platform for businesses. I like that idea, especially uh, from the tourism aspect, um, because I, I am a former hospitality manager as well in a, in a previous life. And that's something that like I used to hear and see from people that were coming to visit the city. Um, you know, they you know, wanted to be connected with some local black businesses and that directory that access just wasn't there um i'm talking back in 2012 13 so um it's beautiful that you guys are, are creating that but the one thing that i i fear and i think about this when it comes to a lot of very like innovative black businesses and i, I liking it to um i'm not sure how old you guys are uh but black planet mm -hmm. and like, that was the first, like, you know, one of the first, like, social media platforms. 
and we really kind of innovated how we engage and what the the realm of social media was going to look like i mean twitter black twitter is black planet right like that 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 the success of twitter exists because the individuals who were in that early stages on Black Planet that was making their pages pop, and I don't know if you guys have so been. I didn't have a Black Planet, Planet account, but the people around me would always talk yeah. about it, so I, I know my Black Planet account mm-hmm. was 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 on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but like the the success of that, um, you know, has catapulted into the success of Twitter, which is obviously not Black owned now, um, and now Black Planet is obviously defunct. You know, so how are you guys, you know, is that something that you guys are are considering is how do we stay relevant and prevent, you know, this unique thing that we're creating for black people to not be taken over um, or revamped and redone and whitewashed in a way where we, 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 we stay relevant? I think for, I think honestly, it's more being active in the community. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you heard of Spurgo. Yeah. The 13 year old kid who uh, created his own little brand. Um, not little, should I say? Don't take it literal. Yeah. Um, is by us being more active, is hey, here's a young young man, being as though he already got his own exposure. Right. But let's say we have multiple um, children in his age realm who are starting their own brand, own restaurant, own cooking. Just like um, how P. Michael was doing with the barber hair. Bar- oh my gosh. The haircut with the barbershops yeah. for the little guys, little kids, should I say? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> it's by being more prominent, more active within them. Yeah. And I think that's what's going to kind of keep us going. Hmm. And also acknowledging the existing uh, businesses that, that have been around for quite some time, but being more active in the community and making sure that the young, the young ones coming up know hey, your own people have something as well. Don't think what you're being shown on TV is just that. Yeah. Just know, hey, we're here as well, and we could provide, if not better, what they're offering on television. I like that. I like that. So, um, the website is in work. However, what's the social media handles? Uh, social media is at sign Black Old Philly. Yeah. Um, Facebook is just Black Old Philly. Um, try Black Old Philly on IG, but someone, I think someone already had it. Yeah. Uh, but that's where to find us on social media. And then to reiterate, it's at Black Old Philly, which is B-L-A-C-K-O Philly. Because right. sometimes people think you be like, oh, Black Old Philly, like O-W-E. Ah, so. gotcha. I like. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I love this conversation. This thank was you. great. Thank you for having us. Um, thank you so, so much for, for, for stopping by. Thanks. Thank you. Very special thanks to Black Owned Philly for joining me on the podcast. Make sure you follow them on Instagram. That is B-L-A-C-K-O-P-H-I-L-L-Y. Support them. Um, they are highlighting some great businesses that are out there. And they their, their mission really is not just about making sure we are, are uplifting some of these businesses, but we give them the same respect that we give to every other business and every other demographic as we navigate their circles. And I think that's incredibly important. Do we hold ourselves at that high esteem um, that we hold other races to and other ethnicities? Um, do we give respect to those black businesses and 
and respect for their dollar, their hard-earned work, their time and uh, energy that they put to make themselves successful and provide for their families and just try to live to their full potential. So check them out on Instagram. Again, that is Black O Philly. Um, and then thank you as always for always reaching out and uh, subscribing to the podcast. Make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's Salah's Corner on Apple Podcasts. You can always email me at realtalk at salahscorner.com. Salah's Corner is recorded out of Rec Philly. It is a space for creative individuals. It is produced by producer extraordinaire Bree Wilson and features music from Prod by Delgado. For more of my work, please visit salahscorner.com. And until next time, peace, y'all.